0: welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. We're doing something a little bit different, although you may recognize this face with an extra beard. Hey Dan. Hi, hello again. (laughs) Hey Dan, so good to have you. So I wrote Dan in kind of at the last minute because I realized that this episode was going to go out on Christmas Eve, so the 24th Christmas Eve, and I thought what is the, the content that's going to sort of be topical um, and not be singing about the baby Jesus, but be actually like, connecting <laughs> to people's soul or what they might be going through? Um, and I just, you know, thought back to my last Christmas when I was just uh, divorced and I didn't have my kids with me for like the first time ever in their like over a decade of their life. And it was deeply, deeply, deeply lonely and difficult. And I thought it was an excellent idea to start a business pretty soon after that, which was also deeply lonely. And so I've kind of been exploring the topic of loneliness for myself and the taboo around admitting it in our like hyper cool, Instagrammable society, right? Mm. Um, And Dan and I connected throughout the year on this topic quite a bit, actually. You've actually been there for me, Dan. I appreciate it a lot.
1: And Um, you as well. So thank you.
0: Yeah, it was really good just to connect and be open and chat through these sorts of ideas. And Dan's um, also got a some content out uh, called... Thought- <laughs> Sorry, I'm struggling. John's got No, it's amazing content, but it just puts it out in an old school way. Um, but yeah. Thoughts of a Lonely Man. So he's been kind of capturing and evidencing some of this thinking process around loneliness throughout the year as well. So I thought, why not have a 30 minute, 40 minute, we can't stop talking. So a little bit of a conversation about the topic of loneliness and hopefully... Anyone who's in that situation now, missing family or being reflective or feeling a bit down or a bit isolated, will be able to just get some, some tips and tricks and things that we've learned um, and realize that you're not alone is the first thing. Like you're, mm-hmm. you may feel alone, but you're not alone. It's, it's a human experience. Mm-hmm. And we just want to go there. So there's my little opener. Uh, Dan, welcome. Tell us a bit about Thoughts of a Lonely Man, and then we'll get into like, our experiences.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, I will start as we are talkers. I'm going to start from the very beginning of what inspired this whole thing. So I don't know if I mentioned it in any other podcast, but I know um, that I had this desire to move away from a place that I'd lived in on and off for like 20 years. And I never knew what was feeding it and what it was about, but I just wanted to I don't even know would necessarily get away more as move towards something. And there's this story that's forever stuck in my head. Um, the, uh, the Mike Posner, he was an artist, a pop artist. I say he was, he probably still is, but we don't hear about it much anymore. So I don't know. Um, he did, he did the song. Um, which one is it? If I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would already oh, yeah. that, that one. He was, that was him. And, Um, he was on one of these videos on YouTube. Um, I know there's a very popular series that I don't like watching. And he, (laughs) and he was talking about being alone. He actually talked about being by himself, truly by himself. And he went out to this retreat in China, I believe it was. And they take you up this, this walk, this long walk up this like mountain and stuff. And they put you in this hut and all you have in this hut, if I can remember correctly, was like a bedside table, a shelf with a flower on it and a bed and then outside, there was you know, an axe for chopping wood. And you were brought food every now and then. So it wasn't, you know, you weren't there to starve and survive sure. for yourself. It's still like basic survival. Very basic, yeah. And yeah. you're, you're obviously, again, you're cut away from the internet. You're cut away from social interaction. That's it. The only time, he said, when, when you had social interaction with someone brought you some of sustenance or something. And he said that um, at first he got to the hut, you know, he sat down and and he kind of looked around and he kind of wanted to reorder things. Let's make this room the way I want it to be. So he reordered the room and he did that. And I I can't remember whether or not he said that he went to chop some wood or something, but he suddenly became very aware that there was nothing to do really quickly. There was absolutely nothing to do. And he then became aware that his brain just was really trying hard to the point of self-induced anxiety to do something. To find and something to feel useful. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Something to do that made it useful. And long story short, he found that in that nothing, in that space where there was nothing to do, he, always, he recognized the one that we are conditioned indeed to believe that we have to continue doing something. Our brains are learning this process of having to achieve, no matter how small, you know, something, even if it's something mundane, like let's put this book this way instead of down. But then, but back in the day, what you're saying is that that's kind of survival.
0: Primal instinct is we need to be alert for danger. We need to be, you know, saving up food or doing something always to survive.
1: Well, I don't know about that because the more I'm looking at now the more I'm realizing that I mean if you look at let's take pull it out of the air like spirituality and how far back the millennia that that's gone back we're actually doing nothing as a deep part of Got and I say doing nothing it, it, it's you know connecting meditating is a able deep to part sit of with oneself Exactly. And that goes back thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. Maybe, you know, back caveman days or beyond that, perhaps, sure. But we certainly developed very, very, very long time ago the ability to sit with ourselves and be alone with ourselves and find that oneness with it, be it with God, be it with spirits, be it with the universe, whatever we choose to have as our higher power. And that really spoke to me because I, he didn't say this, but I saw that as our brains. Learning this process of distracting itself from dealing with itself. Totally. Right. Totally. Constantly. It. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, to, I, to, I translated that story into that, and I was going through this process where. I was at the tail end of a very happy, yay, everything is wonderful, positivity period, where I was going to things like Yes Group and attending these like high five seminars and stuff, and I I kind of grew past it, not in any judgmental way, you know, just kind of went, you know, I'm I'm all right with that now, and my demons started to catch up with me a little bit, and I thought, you know, how am I really going to take these? Am I really going to have to continue taking these on? And I think the loneliness that I actually put myself into. Um, was me wanting to take those demons on. And what I wanted to do with this old school podcast system is actually document what was going on in my head oh. and thoughts and feelings about it. Um I'd love to listen to it again. I listened to each episode kind of a day after I'd listened to it, but I'd, I'd want to listen to them again to see how I feel about them now. But it was an exploration of how I feel. And Petra, you've heard this firsthand, but for anyone else who wants to hear it firsthand, um, you can head it to my, my Instagram account and you'll see the link there, but you have to download the files. It's not a streaming service. Yeah, I really didn't want to sign it up to like Spotify or anything like that because I didn't want to feel this pressure to have to put content out. I really wanted to go... Have I had a moment that I think needs to be shared? Yes or no, and then put it out when sure. I felt comfortable. That makes sense. And if i you know, if I'm paying for it, I'm there. So, so that's it. That's how it works. And what you hear in there is genuinely a person who is getting comfortable with themselves, challenging themselves, asking themselves questions, and almost resolving a lot of their own contention. Sometimes not always coming to conclusion. But sometimes finding an answer that settles the self so um, so that's what it's really all about and there's different topics you know I talk about um, bigotry I talk about sex I talk about friendships and I talk about myself I talk about you know all these different different things um, And it's still going. So I I said to you just before we started this, I was like, oh, there's another one I need to put out. I need to put out. So they come and go quite irregularly, but I'm still interested in how it moves because there's been another thing that's happened, again, that I mentioned today in regards to this this loneliness. And I think it's a reflection of what. (laughs) Let me think.
0: Everyone, let me think. <laughs> well, uh, while you're well, thinking, think, think, so for, think for a second. Okay. And I just want to grab out little bits that you said that actually really relate to our time, to our world, the idea that we're constantly distracted, right? So, so these mm-hmm. days, if you choose to never, ever effing sit with yourself, you can. You literally mm. can, but it's like, where does all that self go, right? In the mm. numbing and the distractions and the the Netflix and the scrolling. Like I, I, I do it sometimes myself. I'm just in the queue at for the, you know, to pay for something, or I'm just on the tube or whatever. Yeah. I'm actually caught up on my notifications. I haven't really got anything purposeful or intentional to do. But we just stare at our phones because it's like the, the ability to sit with ourselves in relation to others even, is mm. like it's like we, we're losing the skill or something. And yeah. so when we do, so like what, when I would be, you know, sat in my empty flat by myself and my kids had gone and, you know, nobody, I wasn't chatting with anyone and I've got good friends and good people, I'd have to sit with the, just the voices in your head. Yeah. And I know that sounds extreme, but I think that's what you're saying is you wanted to communicate what the voices are, the working out bit that was going on. So you actually put a, a, have a witness to it and, of course, yeah. express it to others because often that's the one thing we don't express, right? We mm. sit in our shame and we go, nobody else feels lonely. Everyone's out mm. you know, with the most glamorous party and I'm the only one kind of weeping on my sofa. Um, mm. And so th- th- there's something quite relatable, I think, about everything and, and quite brave then to be like, fuck this, I will face my demons, I will step yeah. into the loneliness, like that actually mm. terrifies me, even though I've I've had little glimpses of it. It's like, no, what sure. do you mean? That's, uh, that's uh, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so the thing that happened, tell us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't just like completely distract you from it. No, 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 you actually help with the thought. So it, it's, it's, I think the part, though, that um, that is poignant is the preparation for dealing with that. Because when I say dealing with demons, um, I'm I'm happy to share publicly that I've reached a point where I've recognised I've got to a level, and this is how I I put the analogy forward. Um, I've got to a level where I am now going to I'm seeking out therapy and I'm going to a therapist to work through the areas that I cannot deal with on my own, that mm-hmm. I sit with myself and the I. <clears throat> you know the real the real dark parts as it were i know what they are but and so on but i'm not sure how to emotionally traverse them in order to heal them on my own so i go right this is something that the professional takes on um but even then i would say i it's funny you say we forgot how to do this i'm not sure if we ever learned. So I know I mentioned some cultures have done this and they've had it in their in their being as they've gone generation to generation. But I don't know if we ever did learn this really, because perhaps, I mean, we actually, maybe, maybe philosophers are the best example of people who've had to do it. But other than that, like you say, we've always had something. It, just because social media is in play, that doesn't mean we didn't have Books who take us to different far off worlds. It doesn't mean we didn't have playtime with a stick and a wheel that we could just go outside and play with. We we had bikes, we had horses, we had pets, we had jobs. We always friendship Mm -hmm. exactly, Exactly. and that's it. We've always had something to distract distract us, Mm -hmm. and that's and it's funny because actually someone has did point out that sometimes that's where imagination and creativity shines, which is also great. True point. Um, But if we're talking about ourselves and dealing with those those kind of other parts of ourself. I guess what I'm saying is that if we are prepared to, and if we choose to, there's a beauty in the relationship that you build with yourself. Should you find yourself alone? And that's not again to say like it's all the time. Yes. I, ha- I did have those moments where it was very isolating, very scary. Scary, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very scary. Um, and painful. That, that yeah absolutely no absolutely Triggering. Yeah. I, I've got those yeah. words <laughs> no like, on a unique level as well because I, I think I think because it the first time I'd felt that it genuinely was like, I don't understand it I know what it is but I don't understand it because I've never felt this before this is really scary and painful it's really weird yeah. and this is coming from someone who has always appeared to have a lot of people around him you do
0: you definitely yeah. appeared to be or you did when I first sort of met you on the scene of like you know talks or events mm-hmm. um, an extrovert, somebody who's very popular who's mm. um, charming who's well connected, so on the outside looking in and people would say the same thing about me um, yeah, yeah on the outside looking in you, life's cool. You obviously have loads of friends, deep, deep, meaningful friendships. And like, I would never imagine that you would feel lonely, much less step into loneliness. And people would say the same thing about me because I've got a good story of like, mm. divorce is freedom. Um, business is great. Uh, it's tough. Or you go, it's tough. And I'm doing all these things because I, I, you know, you want to switch it to the positive. And so there was a period of time when I was expressing and you were one of the people where I was actually saying out loud that taboo of, i really, this is, this is loneliness and I haven't felt this for a really long, unlike you, I have definitely felt it in the past, mm. um, just through having two kids and being isolated, uh, living by, you know, being on my own all day with the kids, um, mm. and there were times because of my religious and, and traveling upbringing that I was definitely alone even in a, in a crowd like there, that whole phenomenon. Um, mm. but there's something, I guess about saying the words that I wanted to name the shame because I've learned that, that, that that's useful and helping to connect. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. also there came a point where it wasn't useful anymore because I, it, be, it became a definition of my, of who I was rather than just a part of my experience.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, to, so obviously you've been doing this for a year or, or l- less that you moved away. No, less away than a year. It's, yep. it's only
1: been since, poor um, uh, oh, May, since beginning of May, end of April that uh, this has been the case. But in this, also in this, in this space. Um, there's so many things that I want to have to say because I'm, I'm thinking about people out there who yeah. might be listening who are in, in situations of loneliness for so many different reasons. And I, I kind of want to just pay acknowledgement to the different ways that people can end up being alone because I'm obviously one person. Yeah. And I, I put this on myself.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, so I kind of want to be conscious for every person in that situation, um, be it choice or not, unfortunately. But it's only been since May and the... The fascinating thing, really, is, first of all, how lonely I think, on some level, I'd always felt for a number of reasons, and we don't have time to go into all of that. But the, your deep it's that, psyche, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that, um, it's that sense. I think it's, a, it sounds a bit of a cliche now, but it's that kind of being in a crowd of people and feeling completely alone. That totally kind of been thing there. Yeah, even though yes again I was on stage and I did I felt like I was always with people and you know there was there was a lot of positive positive attention towards me and so on I just hadn't found I realize now my people my real real people
0: your tribe the people where you feel really seen Yeah and like that's completely. a difference between yeah. being around humans and even having conversation but the difference between that and having deep meaningful Conversations and connection, mm-hmm. where you feel really seen and you really feel, see the other person. I yeah. feel like that's the difference.
1: Hmm. Massively. Yeah. Like it's 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 on a, a soulful level that you feel nourished. Having yeah. said that, there were moments where I did naturally really miss just having a laugh with someone on some really you know shallow, empty, vapid stuff. <laughs> there was yeah, just yeah. that, and I think that's the point that I did want to make is that. We, even, I mean, I'd only been in this state from May, right? And it's, it's going to be December when this comes out. I mean, it's December now, but early December.
0: Mm.
1: And um, and I already got that sense of just, just, you know, a smile with someone in the street would, would be enough. Yeah. You know, just that. And I really want to make that clear to people out there who do see people who are clearly on their own particularly at this time of year, like the the eye contact and a smile and a nod, that acknowledgement that while that person may have been in their head for a long time, that they are also valid in the world around them. Like, I can't imagine what that's like with someone who's been alone for longer than I have, because I felt it. Um, I wouldn't say profoundly, but it certainly made a difference in my day and how I felt. Yeah. Um, and,
0: and, and that doesn't like, cost anything. And part of and lit. part of the antidote to loneliness, I just wanna flip it, is to mm. be that person as well. To yeah, oh yeah, give no, back absolutely. right so it can go both ways knowing that know, if your life is full, that you can make such a difference and just mm-hmm. t- taking that little moment of kindness or seeing someone or connection, which is crazy in our busy cities um, yeah, yeah. Sort of th- that we live in where everyone's on their bloody phones. It's like you've got to make a conscious effort to, to see people and actually mm-hmm. connect. And even with your friends, like you meet the friend and you have the vapid like glass of wine conversation. Your phones are out. Nobody, like, you're not really present and yeah. so you miss out sometimes on the opportunities to to fully connect when 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 you can Mm. I want to flip it for a second because we're talking about yeah, the pain of loneliness. But yes. Do you think through your journey that there is a benefit? What's is there one? Is what <laughs> <laughs> he nods furiously. <laughs> Not aggressively for those <laughs> so just on I audio. I was going
1: to tell you before the episode. <laughs> okay, tell because me because this this was this was today's epiphany I had in the morning. I like I have a I have a friend of mine who <laughs> she gets like fifty minute voice notes from me in the car. And,
0: <laughs> well, I only get and ten minute voice notes. <laughs> well, Petra, I no, honestly... I can't handle it. Ten minutes is all I can handle. <laughs> so,
1: so, what was your epiphany? So, so this morning, um, it was sharing sharing stuff that I'm working on right now with her because um, because we have this not just like the same understanding of certain things in the world, but there's the work that we do, which actually is in line and the attitude we have towards everything just kind of, you know, just really fits. And so there's this element of learning and teaching from each other where we both have this same almost equal goal as it were. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I realized that there are people out there. This is going to sound perhaps harsh. And I only say that because this is an awareness I've brought up with myself today. And this can span as far back as I can think. What happened with loneliness is I did separate myself from a large group of people. Very large. Um, I mean, I, don't, I was going to say, if you count Facebook, it's thousands. But they don't count.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and do you mean just like old friendships and like people yeah, yeah, that you've yeah, yeah, acquired yeah, yeah. through time?
1: But, but, no, but honestly, a large group of people, like if you think about it, I lived in the same city for, on again, on and off 20 years. There's a lot of people that I would know there, yeah. a lot of people that I'd be friends with there, and I up and left. I just, I went. And I recognized that it was honestly because, and again, it feels hard to say, but it actually is honestly the truth, was that I, I wanted to have those really meaningful friendships where I always felt like I could be genuinely my best and I just never been able to develop that with the people that I knew and so in the loneliness what I eventually came round to was realizing that I I have a certain caliber of person that I really, truly will give my time to. And this is a natural response I have as well. There are people out there who, you know, if they don't hear from me or if they're not like, you know, even, even like the on and off messages, if I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'll, let's go for a beer or something like that. It's kind of like the response is that they're, they're not high in my priority. It's really harsh to say genuinely. No, it's, true. It's, it's true. Like they're not high in my priority list. And that's the, that's the honest truth of it. They're not. Whereas I recognize there are people who I will spend 50 minutes leaving a voice note to, and there are people who I will message out of the blue yeah. because I'm like, I wonder what they're up to, you know, of and people who I will, people who I will put time into. And I think this is natural for everyone, but again, we might not be conscious of it because you might feel obliged to do certain things with certain people because, you know, social and stuff. And I think what I've done is I kind of on a level, I feel like there was a, a a, a fuse went, where I was like, "Do you know what? I'm just not getting my my real life yeah. right now. I'm not yeah. finding my real people." And so, in the loneliness, I recognised that even and this is the thing because I was lonely. You would have thought that I'd be desperately clambering to hang out with anyone. Which but is no, Which still- is your
0: first reaction, though. like often it's almost like an addiction, right? It's like, mm. oh, anyone's better than no one, so let me just uh like mm. swipe and text and and pull in anyone, even if they're like lower vibration or or not really connected to the nourishing us. I love the way that you said that earlier, so mm. I think what you're saying is the loneliness provided you space to actually consciously decide what types of people you wanted in your life.
1: yeah. Exactly.
0: So where does that leave you now? Do you have amazing conscious people in your life now? Are you fully connected? <laughs> well, is loneliness well, disappeared?
1: The beautiful thing is, is that because, again, it was a natural process that I myself wasn't, wasn't aware of, but was taking place um, doing. Sure. Um, I'm not going to lie. People like you who, you know, we, we speak on and off, yeah. but we still are technically in touch with each other. Absolutely. Connected. Right. And Deep. there are. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, again, other people who I. I choose to contact when I think of them
0: yeah.
1: and that's that's that um, and that's come out of me really carefully picking my time and energy on who I really want to put my time and energy into. Now, because this is a recent thing, it does mean that actually my circle of caliber of people is small yeah. and actually very, very scarce. Do I want a bigger one? Yes. Do you want to fill that that circle with people, you know, in line with me? Yes, absolutely. I do. I don't really want to be one of those people who's like, you know, I've got this small connected group and that's us and that's it. I actually want a full on cohort of okay, people. Okay. So really? for,
0: for people listening, because I do get this a lot, I get people who feel isolated. They feel lonely. They might feel a little bit um, sad, hopeless, mm. uh, even anxious. So because they've haven't been integrating with those right kind of people forever or for a while, they almost don't know how to do it or they feel like they will be the awkward one or so. So like did, did this group just automatically come to you? What were the steps that if you look back
1: that you took to begin to build that group? Oh, this is so cheesy, but it's it's unfortunately it's the truth every time, unfortunately, but it's just so what is it? It, so you you start with you, right? Because mm. you're not gonna you're not gonna know who your kind of people are if you don't know who you are. And it's 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 a common thing, right? And I, I only say that because of the the work that we do, and you know we're familiar with people saying all this stuff, but it's yeah. true. And I don't think that if I had put the time as well into being alone and and dealing with myself and addressing myself and really paying attention to that, had I come to this place where I was like. The reason, you know, the reason I'm at this place is because I hadn't found those people that I could truly be myself with. And I will say I had my temper tantrums about it. I would moan to people about how alone I was and I would bitch and moan about how um, people, you know, treated me in the past and all this stuff. I did actually have those moments within the last um, few months. But then, of course, I got over myself and I was like, right, we've had our tantrum. What's really going on? And the issue was that I just hadn't met people who I, I really really bonded with, who actually, if they told me off, I'd actually understand, <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I get, I totally get what you're talking because actually that was out of line, or you know, da 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 da. You challenge each other in a healthy way rather than tear each other down. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And you also you sat with the discomfort long enough, even though you tantrumed out and you did whatever. Like I certainly uh, swiped way too much on Tinder. Um, and, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, and. Yeah. And just cried quite a bit and and met up with people that didn't really, weren't quite the right people just because there were times when I just didn't want to be alone or Mm. I wanted physical contact. So the thing Mm -hmm. that I miss is not having, and I don't even mean sex, I just mean physical contact like a hug or a handshake or or something. Um, Mm. But it's in sitting with the discomfort long enough, even though it goes like this, right? You know, it's like, sit with it, don't sit with it, sit with it, don't sit with it. Um, that allows you to then come through to this other side of um, choices, like consciously putting mm. yourself out with investing in those people. So you're not doing it from a needy place. You're kind of going, no. hey, I'm really curious about you. You seem to be a person that I might match with or that we might be able to support each other. And it's a mm. different kind of vibe than the kind of, I'm alone, be with me. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, that's a taking thing rather than a yeah. curiosity around, I love what you said about it starts with you. So that's mm. who am I in the world? How can I be yeah. curious about who I want to be and the interactions that I want to have? Um, mm. What else just about growing that group? Like, how did you do it?
1: So I, again, like, bear in mind, again, this, this kind of moment, this light bulb was today. And it, it felt extremely, I think it's, it's, it felt extremely empowering. But of course, for me, I think right. What would someone suggest to me if you know if, if um, the roles were reversed? Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, and uh, so if and, they, so okay. Or what would you suggest to someone else if they were lonely and by themselves?
1: I'll say that. That's the one. Because you're wise. So,
0: yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so I, I thought okay. So then, what you need to do is literally (laughs) live your life you know where would so where would you want to hang out then Dan where do you want to go what what kind of events interest you what kind of events don't interest you because that's another important thing um I actually had a long a long chat about fancy dress parties and how I had this thing about, fan- I really don't like them. I don't I really- like them either. <laughs> no, 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 I don't like <laughs> and I've got and
0: friends parties. that bring me to them and I'm like, mm, no, it still doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, no, I'm
1: not a fan of them. And I had to come to this realization that I didn't have to dig into why I didn't no. have to, you know, try and find what, what was going on in my childhood and meaning. stuff. It's like, yeah. no, I just don't like them. That's She's it. So, it. It's as much a case of. I mean, we're looking at boundaries now. We you know, and, and this is the whole identity building process of what do you like, what don't you like, what are you not sure about? Try it, yes or no. You know, and and it, but through building that group, you're you're basically just living your life, and people will naturally stay Love or that go so much. So you know be, what I mean? people yeah. naturally will stay or go, and that will be a case of whether you feel like you're vibing with them,
0: and it means know? that you have to get out of your comfort zone, take a few risks, because mm-hmm. you may not fully know all those things, because there's so much available to us. So, so mm-hmm. um, about a, six weeks ago, I went to an improv class I told you about, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and I went to the improv class shit scared um, sure. because I was like, everyone's going to be younger and cooler and know what they're doing. Um, but it was a beginner's improv class. People don't come because they know what they're doing, right? Yeah, sure. um, and I so I took a risk because I wanted to to, to see if I liked it and just test mm-hmm. myself a little bit. Um, and sure enough totally had fun, got out of my comfort zone, which is always like, even if it's not the right thing, even if that's not your tribe, the getting out of your comfort zone to try it just makes the the testing, the next thing easier. Yeah, and yeah. I challenge myself to always talk to somebody and connect mm-hmm. with them. And I will often be the first one to to kind of go. That person's cool. Like, hey, uh, you, can mm-hmm. I have your number? Uh, like, I don't wait. It's you know, let, let's go for coffee. Let me catch up with you. And 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 it slowly you begin. Like now, I look and I go. Oh, I've got really cool, interesting people in my life. People that I think are cool. People that nourish me. Not just the ones that I feel I nourish them, because often that happen. It it can become this drain cycle, Mm. Um, and then you're like, I've got so many good people in my life. Yeah. Um, But even having said that, in running my own business and in in just London life, where people have plans and all the rest of it, the practice of sitting with myself is hard, still. But useful. And and so I just want to encourage people to sit with the discomfort, but also there's a difference between sitting with the discomfort and learning, developing yourself and uh, versus wallowing in self-pity. Right. Yeah. And just Imagine being that. like the world. Oh, woe is me. The world is against me. So like mm-hmm. I would urge people to, to ask themselves the question, what is in your control and what isn't in your control? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we can be the first one to pick up the phone and connect with someone. We don't have to wait. Sometimes we can be the one to go volunteer so that mm-hmm. we can be around and be giving back in some way. Um, yes. What would you say to that? Just that difference between um, self-pity Versus healthy alone time.
1: Um, I want to say they both have they both have equal um, importance because the thing is the pit the self pity part. Follow me on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> the the, the, um, the self pity part eventually fades as long as you do the other side because. Got it. Because I went through the self pity phase as well.
0: Yeah, so did I. But let's over time yeah, yeah. <laughs> over time,
1: over time, and we both had that that other mindset of, okay, you know, that's happened, so let's let's go on to the next bit. But I, 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 I can speak for myself and I say those moments very quickly were further and farther apart. That's true. And they got easier and easier to deal with until eventually well actually what happened was it wasn't that I stopped feeling them, it was actually that life somehow magically started to happen Mm -hmm. which was odd Mm. um and you know this you know in terms of everything that I'm doing now and exactly actually what's happening with you as well yeah I know isn't it weird (laughs) so so it's got I, I would say that the reason I say they're both important is because of course we'll have those feelings and we need to honor those feelings I think to, Agreed. um, at least I respect those feelings to honor them, to be able to go like, this is it. I'm not going to hold this down and let this out. I'm going to let this do its work because on the other side of this is the clarity of what the hell I need to do with this. Absolutely. If I hold it in, it stays in and I can't really do anything if I'm still holding on to it. So let me, let me get rid of it. Yeah. There. Yes. I know why. Let's get this out. And then we'll find out what we can do once we've got that out of us. But as long as we're doing the, them both, then so so you get to that, it's, that's it's practicing
0: much. curiosity, right? I've, I've, oh, yeah. So it's practicing curiosity. So even the self-pity thing of what I'm hearing you say is information. And yeah. so sitting with that, kind of noticing what's going on for you, where it might lead, so that you're not just passively giving into it. And I yeah. think that's part of your process of thoughts of a lonely man, is like, how do I get it out? How do mm. I process this out loud and also help people understand you know, that you can Yeah, not that you knew it at the time, it could have ended terribly, but (laughs) that there is hope to get through. Um, I want to just touch on like what you said earlier, which is sometimes the aloneness isn't a conscious choice or it's not about sitting with it. Like it could be, especially this time of year, it could be about bereavement. So you're remembering Mm. somebody that you lost. It could be that you've recently had a breakup. It could be that you're recently divorced, which I am, and your kids aren't with you. Um, it could be that you simply, like like me, I didn't like live in a place where I know everyone. Um, yeah. you're, you're a third culture kid or you're someone who's traveled a lot and you just deeply miss your, miss your family. And so there's something just at this time of year in practicing self-compassion, um, mm. uh, trying to connect where we can and sometimes making the first move being yeah. careful about the numbing like going in moderation around the alcohol or the you know things that you might use to escape um so practicing some self-compassion talk i don't know can we just say something about like what do you think people in that situation might do or think about to to just get them through this time
1: yeah i'm, I'm smiling for a reason i'll explain in a moment so i um I have to share because the reason I thought of them is because I, I've been thinking about the homeless. Um, even though I realise that necessarily they won't, they won't probably be listening to this. Probably. But the people who listen to this probably will be communicating them, so I'm to give them give them the the airtime. But also, it's because of my job, of course. Um yeah. and I'll have to just put a really general thing over the top of what my job is I work with very vulnerable young people yeah uh mid-teens to kind of early 20s very vulnerable and some of them have indeed been cast out of their own homes Mm -hmm. um quite quite violently so and um and so I, I I have a mind for them because I don't actually know how things are going to be for them this this Christmas to be honest Intensive. um yeah and then I smile because one of the chats I had with one of them today was all about a self-care evening
0: mm-hmm.
1: like actually helping them because bear in mind it's fair to assume I want to say that young people haven't on the whole, grasp that idea, and particularly vulnerable young people, because of course they're not in an environment where this kind of stuff is going to be given to them or, or made aware to them. Sure. So the idea of self-care, self-love, all of that stuff—no, n- if you've exist never seen it world.
0: modeled, if you've never seen it modeled yeah. by a parent or by a healthy role model, or like that sort of foundational piece, it mm-hmm. can be really hard to understand how the hell do you give it to yourself if exactly. you haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, um, and so, we did have a chat about how important it is to look after yourself, and how important it is to show yourself appreciation, no matter what, no matter what, because particularly in this scenario. And I can speak to the the, the listeners and, and viewers out there as well, and say that it doesn't matter. I I actually want to kind of aggressively punch my way through this one. Go for it. <laughs> and go and go. Do you know what? I it, if it. If you do feel like um, feel like crap, and you do feel like shit, and you feel like you're silly or stupid, or if you do feel like you're not good enough and shit like that, none of that, none of that, not one moment of that means that you cannot give yourself something that makes you feel good. It, it doesn't. They do not compute. Mm-hmm. They, they do. They do. They're not. They're not synonymous with each other, right? And. I understand how they could be. The mind works wonders on itself. It does Tricking wonderful ass. things. Yes. But actually, they do not have to be in the same vein, right? You can feel like utter shit. And that doesn't mean that you aren't allowed to To – you're not allowed, sorry, to run yourself a nice warm bath, throw in a bath bomb, put on your favorite music, light some candles, and have a glass of wine. And sit there and be like, do you know what? I'm going to be the most polished shit in the world. Like <laughs> I'm – because, i because – I'm am dealing with this and that's all the strength I know I need to have to reward myself for going through this stuff. And that's what I mean that's what I get from working with the the, the these these young people is that they go, they've experienced some stuff that I would never mm. I have seen in films, you know, but you never think that well I sorry pardon me I never thought yeah. that I would be in the same space as people who would experienced things like this. Yeah. And yet they learn, they study they, they go off and do things, and they, they can smile, smile and they laugh connect. and make yeah. jokes. And, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. and the humanity maintains, and that, that resilience and strength to be able to go through that and still continue to push, the fact that that doesn't get celebrated in their life to me is just like, go find yourself a damn bath. Everyone needs a break. And I, I, you know, I'll take it away from looking at vulnerable young people. Everyone needs a break. Everyone but needs a break. But we also
0: need perspective, and that's what I've heard you say, is that, you know, like... The whole science behind gratitude is just giving you a little bit pers- of perspective to go that, yes, you might be having a bad half an hour or a bad 10 minutes or even a bad week, you know, um, but but it could be worse. And I don't mean that in a flippant way, um, because our we should no, notice our feelings and we should connect with, with what's going on. And crucially, that self-awareness allows us to, to give us information about what we need. Um, But there's some, you know, having grown up in places like India and Brazil and Kenya and Russia and and places like that, where you see abject poverty and you see a different way of living. There is something about the perspective as well uh, Mm. that that we do have a lot to be grateful for in many parts of the world. And often our isolation is self caused. As much as um, there's there's something around technology having an impact, especially if we think of the younger generation as well, who are always on their phones and distracted Mm. and and all the rest of it. Um, There's just something about us making the first move. And I guess that's the thought I want to, and I'll leave something to you as well. But the thought that I want to leave with people is what can you do this Christmas to connect with someone else to get out of your head a little bit and just reach out to somebody who it could be your neighbor. It could be your, your, your friend. It could be a stranger, whatever it might be. Like that's the world that I want to live in where we actually put some conscious thought and effort into connecting with someone else. Cause you never know what their story will be. Mm. So Dan, no pressure. Uh, what are your final thoughts for <laughs> our listeners before we wish them a happy Christmas?
1: Along with, along with connecting with others, um, I do want to ask as well, how are you going to go about connecting with yourself better? Love it. Yeah. As well. Love and it. I understand, you know, I, I, it's funny because it's kind of the antithesis of what you said. You said get out of your own head.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, stay in your head. Get out. I'm stay not- <laughs> <in."> <laughs>
1: I want to say, because um, get out of your own head can be a, a phrase that's used when, when you're in a cycle and you're in that cycle. That's and what it, I mean. You know, Absolutely, yeah. When you're stuck in um, some way. I say, yeah, connect with yourself, but take in, take in the tools. Take in your minus hat with the light, your little pickaxe. Go in there prepared to do it and go and connect with yourself.
0: I love that self development thing. And I, I guess the get out of your head is like you can connect with your intuition, your soul, your body, like uh, like all of you in order to understand what it is you need. Sometimes our brain can just be like, what if, what if, what if? I'm a bad person, blah, blah, blah. blah. So it's yeah. like, turn down the volume and really listen to mm-hmm. what's actually, what it's actually saying. And who knows what 2019 could bring you. Because me and Dan's lives are pretty good at the moment. I just <laughs> wanna say, I just wanna say, me and Dan, we've, we've, we've sat through a bit of shit. Um, and okay. life's, isn't it like, I've, I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, uh,
1: yeah, no, honestly, Sarah Wolf, yeah. it's been Mm -hmm. it's
0: been an interesting year um so happy christmas to everyone enjoy tomorrow's christmas day and dan thank you for joining us on this talk about loneliness
1: yeah thanks for having me i really appreciate it and the merry christmas everyone
0: thanks for listening to the adversity to advantage podcast please do subscribe and review on itunes every comment makes a difference we really appreciate hearing from you Uh, And please do get in touch through petravelzabor.com if you're interested in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.